I'm gonna go five, then four, then three, then two, two then one. one. Oh boy. The oh, wheels, my friends, may stay on until the new year. Welcome to the Square Podcast. <laughs> this is episode number 16, and this should reach you, I think, awful close to the turn of a new decade, really. <sighs> well, hang on. So that, that that's not how it works, is it? Because it works, it's, it's, we... The, the 2020 is the last year in that decade, and then it goes to 2021. Is that right? I don't know uh, how this works. How does that work? I don't know. We'll have to deal because, with it another day. Um, there was a lady um, uh, in the summer, and we kind of leveraged. We give her credit, but we leveraged her her mantra as her class, and her whole title was "Leaping into the Next Decade." But if the decade really doesn't start till 2021, then that's not good. That's what I'm saying. Radio that's for one. Saying. Radio for one. Uh, podcasting for one. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to download, if, if you were so inclined, the show notes or check out the show notes, the articles we're going to talk about today, uh, you'll can, uh, you can find those at mosby.ca slash 016. You can always email us, too, if you guys have things you want to talk about, requests, uh, suggestions, you want to tell us other podcasts that are better than us. Uh, you go right ahead, <laughs> mosbylearning at gmail.com, and we'll uh, pretend to be interested. Uh, that would be a Dan whole Harlequin romance novel. <laughs> yeah, if you want to do that, it might inspire some poetry on my end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my name is Dan Hurt. I'm calling in from Mississauga, Ontario. Uh, let's go to Texas. Who's in Texas today? Cynthia Gibbs. Thank you, Cynthia Gibbs. Anybody else? Uh, we've okay. got uh, Eli Barant from uh, Northern Oakland County in Michigan. Yeah, we do. There you go. You're uh, you're you're mobile. I like that. You're moving around. I try. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are uh, guys. I if I had to guess, uh, you uh, the Mosby Army listening out there, you got a lot going on. You're traveling. You're everybody's probably had about forty five pounds of cookies and they're three drinks <sighs> in already because uh, it's just a season. This is this is a marathon the reason for season. The season. The reason for the season is to just survive. That's it's it's really a season of survival, trying to get through to uh, to that next that next decade or, or millennia or whatever it happens to be. But uh, this uh, this episode, if what we're going to do is we're going to touch on a couple things. You know, it's it's the New Year's episode, so we're going to talk about, about some stuff relevant to that challenges for 2020. Things that maybe you gotta look hard at what's going on and, and what you're doing to, to really squeeze every drop of success out of that next year if you're looking for it. There might even be a touch of poetry here, and then we'll talk about what we're gonna try to accomplish next year as well. So those are some pieces that you can look forward to in this. Any um I don't think there are any significant social media updates. We'll give away all that information at the end. But, uh, yeah, you can find Mosby Learning, or at least some part of it, on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, I think that's about it. But, um, and then, like I say, email. You can always email us at uh, mosbylearning at gmail.com. Once again, friends, we do not have... I You know, maybe we're just getting better at this, because we do not have any other corrections from the last episode, which uh, which works for me. Because Adam's on sabbatical. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, he's on hiatus. He's on a retreat uh, with with monks, and he's he's trying to align all of his chakras right now. So he's going to come back. Like Peterman from uh, Seinfeld. There you go. <laughs> you get bit by a tsetse fly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, let's go ahead and jump into the uh, the first article that we have. Five learning and development challenges to overcome in 2020. Now, this was... Wait, uh, Eli, I think you actually sourced this one, didn't you? Uh... Yes. Yeah. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to take us through us, or you, you want me to kind of start poking out of here a little bit? You I made can some poke notes. at it. I think you're yeah. uh, you're on a study ship. Yeah. Okay. Well, let, let's let's keep it up right then. So, uh, really, what this is these these challenges? You know, I looked at them. And I was I was humming and hawing about a couple of them, but I'm sure we can pull some interesting stuff out of here. Uh, the first learning challenge that we talk about here and this came from forbes now previously we've had an article that came from forbes that was written by uh, somebody that was vested in the success of the vr influence right first now. thing so, came through my mind when i saw this article yeah 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 so we'll find out at the very end at least where cameron bishop uh who wrote this article oh and you know what i just noticed right Right beside it, the very same words that say paid program, and that's okay, because uh, because we'll still talk about it. So here's here's number one: make training a higher priority. Now, uh, in Deloitte's, the Deloitte had a survey. They do all sorts of surveys, it's like a Harris poll. Yeah, eighty-six uh, percent of respondents said the need to improve learning and development in their companies was their biggest challenge. That's interesting. So this uh, it's uh, the survey itself was titled the 2019 Global Human Capital Trends Report. So 86%, which is the vast majority of people saying that they need to improve L&D in their companies. That's their number one priority. They need That's to improve incredible. L&D as the people in L&D or they need to improve the training? Well, let me let me read this again. Uh, this respondent said the need to improve learning and development in their companies was the biggest challenge. So the actual learning and development. So I assume that's the things that you and I and Eli do. And if you go back to what we talked about last week, um, kind of goes back to developing your people, right? Mm -hmm. Like those, those folks. I mean, I see it from, from my perspective as a facilitator and a trainer, I see, I would love for my company and the managers I work with to make training a higher priority, right? Yeah. Give me, you, you get more of the resources you need to make the training better. Um, you know, it's a reoccurring theme that comes up uh, on the podcast is, um, you know, the free option. The free option is a lot of what mm. is done and free option is not always the best option. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it is, but, um, and sometimes it works. Sometimes it, it, it gets the job done. It's the duct tape that gets it done. But, you know, when you can explore those resources and you can uh, put the time and the money from that when uh, what a higher priority gets, you get a better product most of the time. And it's funny. It, it's you name those three things, right? The time, the money and the skill set. Right. To be able to upgrade training or, you know, whether it's the people doing the training or it's actually the actually training matter. Um it's almost like a three-legged stool though i think because i think you need all three yeah for sure uh i think one of the things that i was my my head was kind of working at uh with regards to this piece is it's it's not just improve learning and development well i i don't i can't read into the survey they don't provide the survey uh but to me it's it's get L&D involved in projects early enough so mm-hmm. that they can help, you know, I, every project that I've been in um, where they say, oh, you know what, let's let's get training involved. Let's bring that to the table. Uh, or, you know, maybe we got to beat the door down to get in there. But it, 
all of a sudden, once once Ellen D, and I don't know if it's just some magical flipping gift that we have, but once Ellen D gets in there, we start asking these funny little questions that makes people like sit back in their chairs and go, "Oh, I didn't think of that." Yeah, like it's it, it, it's because you know I, I say this, I said this from the very beginning when I made the jump from uh, into L and D and became a trainer. It's trainers hold this weird, unique position no. where we're this thin layer. That communicates that, that that breaks the glass wall between management and the front lines. Yeah, right. Yep. We have we have these relationships, and we talk to things. We get in meetings, and and we hear things that the front lines doesn't hear, mm-hmm. um, and vice versa, right? Because we hear things that the the managers and, and the decision makers don't hear in a candid training room, right, or in a side conversation after a training. So those are where those questions kind of come from. Plus. We're the you know when we're out there delivering that material and delivering those those items, we're also seeing where those questions come up. And you know, yeah. first training you do that, the first first project you work on, that question comes up. Okay, second question, you know, you start to see that reoccurring those patterns, right? Of of where those questions go from your learners, right? Especially when you're zeroed in on a certain type of learner, like in my mm-hmm. case, mortgage salespeople. Um, I know what questions they're going to ask because they've asked me those questions. Yeah. Yeah, no, we do. Uh, we're almost in a, like an ambassador, or uh, or, or maybe it's blue, a unique, I, I unique know. position that I don't yeah. think it's. I, I, the word I'm going to use is exploited enough. I don't know if that's the right word, but. Um, <laughs> well, and I think from Thanks. that standpoint too, it's there's a lot of times where we're in the middle, and we know every we get to know everyone, and like you said, we get to work with managers, and then we also get to work in frontline employees. But yeah. it takes a long time for us to get to the adult table, and it, you, you yeah, know what it I mean. Yeah, it really does. And it takes us a long like it takes us a long time to really build where we get to that adult table, and they see us as a true partner, and not just as a support but as a true partner of making them successful where that comes from. And I mean, comes from my HSBC days. Ding! (laughs) She's filling out her own bingo card. (laughs) Get your Mosby bingo card ready. Yeah. Get your dabbers out folks. So, um, you know, I, I really wonder where that does come from though. The, the fact that, it seems like it's it's a repeated thing that comes up where it's like, oh, Christ, why didn't we get L&D involved earlier? Well, I suppose we're the ones that's saying, why didn't you get us involved earlier? But how but, hard um, are we working at building that relationship? If well, you work in to, a lot of cases, you know, yeah, if you I'm a work, relationship builder, ironically. Yeah. No comment. Yeah. Um. <laughs> None taken. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it takes a long time. I mean, it's it's a building that relationship, but also, you know, I think of uh, one of the classes I train, we talk about the relationship pyramid, right? Where it's kind of like um, you start off where you're just kind of getting to know each other, et cetera. But the last two ones is they, you know, the last three pieces of that pyramid is they um, they respect you, then they so trust hang, hang you, on. and let, then let, they value you. Can you can you step back and talk about the relationship pyramid for a second? What do you mean by this? What is this thing? So I for can't remember. Do you have remember? not heard of it? Yes, you have because you trained it with me. I know I've dork. heard of it. What about a bunch of people out there that listen that or might not have heard of it? Stool. 
I can't. I can't remember. What do you remember? What the first two were? Oh my gosh, I'm drawing no, a blank. I don't train it on a regular basis. Okay. <laughs> I haven't worked I, well, with I you haven't in a year trained and a half. It, I haven't trained it in a year or two. So yeah, oh, it, okay, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, you left and it all went to hell. Okay. Right? Well, um, then how about I give the rundown then? So the I idea can't. behind the relationship pyramid, from what I remember, is this: it's 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 not unlike the food pyramid, but yeah. on the on the bottom, Same it's like colors. Oh, People that you're kind of familiar with. Yeah. And then it goes after that. It's like, okay, people you're conversational with. And it keeps going to, to eventually the very, very peak of it. The smallest portion of it is the people that you have a very deep connection well, to. Well, and so the last three pieces is they respect you, they trust you, and they value you. And getting mm. them to oh. value you is the hardest part. Mm. But that's what we have to do with our partners to get to that adult table. So it what's the shortcut? How, how, kids, there is no shortcut. Oh, boy. What are we doing here? All right. Just a quick uh, quick reminder. What we're looking at right now is a <laughs> Forbes uh, Forbes article called Five Learning and Development Challenges to Overcome just in 2020. Just cut me off, Ben. No, I'm trying to keep the thing moving, for God's <laughs> sakes. People have parties to get to. So uh, this uh, this is... You know, I feel like this list is going to be another one of those lists where we could copy and paste this next year, and it's going to be the exact same goddamn list, like exactly the same list. I Nothing's saw a guy groundbreaking. On, yeah, it, it really isn't. You know, I saw a guy on Twitter the other day, and he it was it was a comment on you know what's the what's the trend in 2020 for L and D, and he made some snippy remark about let's just copy and paste the one from 2015, which. I don't think is probably that that inaccurate, you know. I think mm -mm. it's 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 pretty much so. He, so here's another one: upgrade the skills of current employees. This is number two of five. We're not gonna go deep into story all of them, as old as time. I mean, it it really is. And so this this one this one okay, I'll give this one maybe a bit more credibility because it has to do with the um, I guess the the idea that things change so rapidly now we can't just have our skill set that we've used for the past 10 years we can't do that for the next 10 because it ain't gonna work things change quite a bit like our skill sets i think as lnd practitioners our skill sets have changed considerably in the past 10 years or you know up, up you of what, what are you at 30 years now gibbs how long have you been in the industry since How old are you, Dan? 1897. <laughs> After this week, it feels like it. <laughs> She's been training people how to make three-legged stools for the past 120 years. She can't so, remember what the first two legs of the stool are. <laughs> you know, but it really is. So they, they, they have a nice example of AT&T uh, spending $1 billion yeah, reskilling awesome. their, their workforce, which, yeah, sure, but it's awesome. But they have so many employees, and it doesn't work because their company is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe Renowned that's not the people service. they put the million dollars into. They are pushing a uh, Comcast for the worst company in the world. It's, it's a race to the bottom. You old man. <sighs> All right, number three, apply design thinking to training. Now, cards on the table, ladies and gentlemen, although the term design thinking appeals to me and I have interest in it, I know so little about it. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Do you guys have any uh, any background in design thinking or have you read a book? Did you see a picture or anything like that? Uh, I've got a book on my desk. I've thumbed through it, but oh, yeah. uh, the book that you recommended to me. Um, uh -oh. I made I made the silly I made the silly uh, uh, decision last year or, or proclamation that I was going to read it after my my son was born. Okay, oh, <laughs> like boy. during during my time away. Like, <laughs> oh, that was a fool foolish statement. 
Yeah, you probably have nothing to do during that time of the year. Yep. Uh, that time of life, eh? All right, so what I took away from this one, the applied design thinking, so I, I read actually, so it's, it's like four pair or four sentences, so I could read the whole thing. But the idea here is because of the <clears throat> generations that are in the workforce now, <laughs> that they're they're more interested in maybe guiding their own skill set or, or the idea of management saying you need to be able to do X, Y, and Z. That doesn't really fly anymore because of the way the world works and technology and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but the idea is that uh, learners kind of steer the ship a little bit more when it comes to, to that piece, unless I've got that wrong. I mean, I might've, but um I think, I think it also. I, th I think it also goes to okay. Uh, e presentations, whether they be an e-learning or whether they be a live in-person presentation, can't be uh, slides and bullet points anymore. Yeah, it's got to be graphics and pie charts and gra and and you know progressive things that are going from slide to slide or along the same slide and things changing up and uh, yeah. just just not being stale anymore well and, and you know what so gibbs you actually mentioned something last week that that makes me think of what eli just said so you were talking about uh you when you started this uh you were using acetate sheets and, and that sort of things which are by nature static until you draw on them which i mean that's a level of engagement right mm -hmm. but um but that was that that's the temperament that we've come from and now everything is so video heavy well and I go ahead sorry uh, now you've derailed. Go ahead. You're good. <laughs> I mean, well, like simple things like, I'm sorry, Gibbs, adding the rounded, <laughs> the rounded, rounded corner rectangle, right? Yeah. Your oh, favorite. I love yeah. rounded corner uh, rectangle. Oh, Get a room. Okay. So Get a room with it, but. But, but here's what <laughs> I Gibbs. think, uh, from training since 1897, um, I am a better trainer and I've learned how to be more personable and engaging and connecting. You could try a little harder, but go ahead. Because <laughs> no, in the classroom, I'm not talking real life, but in the classroom, <laughs> because I don't have all that stuff. Like I had to use me. Yeah. You don't mm. overcome those obstacles. Well, there, yeah. On my own, because right. you, I had don't, be, you had to be the rounded corner Absolutely. Really? Of your I've often said that about Gibbs. I mean, and when I, you know, there's this class uh, that I go to, and I don't even train anything. I sales pitch the the sales pitch to other classes I bring to the table, right? It's this 30-minute session, and I just sit there. I stand there, and I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I get the highest results on the surveys. Sounds a lot like the Mosby Learning Podcast. Yeah, saying, saying, yeah, saying, I, I was, yeah, saying I was the most engaging person. Yeah. Out of well, a three-day class, so like I was the their thing. favorite. You aren't afraid to be a person. I find that there's a lot of presenters out there, or trainers, or facilitators, mm -hmm. or you know, of course, you can look at it in any any sort of light. But there's a lot of people out there that don't necessarily put themselves into the material, and they. Um, they just kind of, I don't want to say regurgitate, but they just take the content and they say, here's the content. They're afraid to be a person in front of the room. And that's certainly not a problem that you have. So no. I guess kudos to you. 
kudos to you. But you know what? So you you, you just uh, Eli a moment ago you brought up the fact that bullet points on a slide don't cut it anymore, and that goes to kind of the next two points in this list. And this again, this is the. Oh boy, where did the first page go? Well, the uh, sad thing is, bullet points should have never cut it as part of training. <laughs> well, that's—I've never heard that take. I like that. Good call. Uh, five learning and development challenges to overcome in 2020. This is written by Cameron Bishop. Now, Cameron, of course, is uh, as you guys well know, is the CEO and president of Skillpath, who he provides. Yeah, uh, if you've got your L and D uh, flashcards that you're playing with at home, uh, he yeah he he works for he runs Skillpath, which provides little courses that help people get better at things that they could possibly do. But uh, points four and five here from this article which you can find linked to from mosby.ca slash 016, uh, create on-demand learning content. And then number five is supplement traditional learning with video. So mm -hmm. both of those really fall down that same sort of path where we got to move things forward. We have to, they're talking about having things that are at least mobile friendly. I think in number four here, create on-demand learning content, things that the workforce can, can access. Now, I mean, there's other questions that I have to bring in there, like, using your own device so okay am i using my own data plan to watch training videos because i'm not excited about that especially so data ladies and gentlemen let me let me just share a moment um of canadian heritage here our data plans in canada suck terribly um we are just gouged for phone plans up here uh not like you guys down there so enjoy your uh <laughs> your cellular privilege you talk to trudeau about that I should. I should, man. He's got a lengthy list of things to uh, try to make. Handsome Bernie Sanders. Yeah, that's right. Uh, all right. So, well, no, college isn't free here yet. But um, all right. So so I guess that that's kind of the long and short of it there. Oh, you know what? There was one thing that I wanted to read about the supplement traditional learning with video. Uh, according to a recent survey by Pearson, 47% of Gen Zers, uh, or I guess Gen Zers, if you're in Canada, and 22 of millennials spend three or more hours a day on YouTube. That's a lot. That's, That's a lot. That is embarrassing. So I, I guess I do do consume a lot of stuff, like a lot of podcasts that I'm interested in. A lot of them have a, uh, a video feed. Oh, actually, we're on YouTube, too. So you can find these podcasts on YouTube now on at least my channel, which I should find out what that is. Um, <laughs> I'll have it for the next episode. And I'll put it in the show notes because um, I like to be everywhere I can. But the uh, the idea is I, I don't spend that much time, although I can understand how if people are replacing just like A to B, if they're replacing their regular TV or what has been traditionally thought of as regular TV, if they're replacing that with YouTube, two hours i don't think is unreasonable you know mm -hmm. because it's not just as the world turns it's also uh it's also you know how do i make a lasagna it's you know how do i use this excel macro so there's let all me, sorts of stuff let me ask you this youtube or video games what do you mean like would you think it's better for someone to be on youtube for two hours or playing video games on their computer for two well, hours it depends on what they're doing and what we're going to hear from the next article that we talk about is maybe you should be doing neither. But, um, yeah, I think it's anything that you bring uh, that brings you happiness and joy. Live your live your truth, man. You know. 
Why? What's your answer? You have, you seem to have no, a thought. You know, my kid's a teenager. Yes, and, I've heard. Um, is he in is, band? Yes. <laughs> well, and, he, and you know, I was about to bring that up. Because um, because he used to do both, right? So he's a big gamer, but he's also likes watching YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Now a lot of the YouTube videos, I uh, videos um, are different things. You know, sometimes it's you know understanding how to play whatever video game he's playing, mm-hmm. or he likes anime, so he watches you know how to draw and things like that. Um, so all summer he was pretty much into the gaming. And then band happened, which takes up a lot of time here in Texas because Texas yeah. is the only thing probably quite as big in high school as football is Texas bands, if not bigger. Um, Everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah, and it's true. so, um, so now he I gained twenty pounds when I went there. Yeah, but it's kind of funny because the whole band thing has turned him off of video games, and now he's pretty much on youtube interesting um yeah and it's it's kind of interesting how that has changed but he watches like he likes animals so he watches all the fun dog videos you know of you know the with the dogs and you know different kinds of dogs things like that so that's terrific that's what i'm shut up so that's what i'm kind of saying you know it's <laughs> I don't like know what you want me to say to this yeah but he I'm doesn't watch your kid likes dog videos. but he doesn't watch tv Oh, there we are. Okay. You know, he'll watch dinner. He'll watch dinner. We'll eat dinner and we'll watch a TV show together. And it's usually an 80s or 90s show because mm-hmm. that those were when the best TV shows are made. Obviously. <laughs> and um, and then, like, after dinner, he'll do his homework and then he goes up and does YouTube. Hmm. See, that's your problem, Dan. When you were in Texas, you should have just been watching your dinner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is the problem. Should have been watching my weight. All right, so there we go. We have, um, like I say, that's that was five things. Let's just do a quick recap. Uh, make training a higher priority. We're all on board there. Depends on how upgrade skills. Sure, apply design thinking to training. Create on-demand learning content. So, you know, with that on-demand thing, we didn't really go into the idea of the actual on-demand. Like, so many – this this is – you know, it's when do I have the problem and how much friction is there between me and the answer? That is such a big issue. And I think we're starting to see LMS vendors um, – when I was um, – this is, again, another great opportunity uh, for me to bring up the fact that me and Adam uh, hosted a session at the ATD ICE conference last oh, May. Oh, God. Here it uh, goes. <laughs> ATD, check your, check your bingo card. Yeah. <laughs> Although I am impressed you haven't been bragging about yourself these last two podcasts. Well, it's because, you know, there's stuff to talk about here. But <laughs> um, but there, there were some LMS vendors that seemed to be uh, getting away from the rather structured login, click this to find your catalog, search for – like they're trying to make it more accessible and in your face, almost like a YouTube sort of interface. Uh, so I, I – and, and if I've got somebody that's in the field – let's say for them to access learning content, how they need to do it. The competition is YouTube and it's Google. So if there is a company specific 
way that they need to have that answer, uh, you know, provided or, or answered that question answered, then they've got to make that a very, very seamless sort of thing to have that content on demand. I mean, that's, 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 I think that is the next frontier for L and D to, to reduce that friction. I don't think it's VR or AR. I think it's to get answers to people with either a swipe or a click. And that's it. What would Adam call like, uh, on, time or just in time is that what just it was just in time yeah, yeah. sure sure, sure. Just in you time. know that type of stuff is is big you know i i you know i can't tell you how many times i've got something going on with, with my tv and i just like i want that like what why isn't this working and then you try and try and figure it out um but but depends on the, on the source of the problem is it a just in time issue where i need mm. it to get resolved that way then those are the, that's the perfect medium for it right but if I need to take on something that's much larger, um, you know, a, a fuller, a fuller course. I don't need a snack. I need a whole meal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, get bigger. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, sometimes you need the full meal, and you need everything and all the things that complements it too, and not just the one. You know, the the nano answer. That, yeah, that's right. But And I mean, the context matters because yep. you wouldn't be looking for the nano answer if you were ready to sit down and do the uh, the three-course meal, you yep. know? To, you know, if, if, you know, the micro-learning thing is kind of taken off and caught fire, but I think it's caught some things on fire that it wasn't intended. And mm-hmm. a lot of people are looking at it like it's the only tool. It's a hammer. And uh, everything you see is, you know, if, yeah. if all you see is, if all you have is a hammer, then everything you see is a nail, right? Yeah. So, um Yep. Along those lines. No, I hear you. I hear you. All right, let's move on to the uh, the second of two articles, folks. Uh, and then just a couple other things to uh, to bring you after that. And this is called Eight Things You Need to Know. Or I'm sorry, Eight Things You Need to Sacrifice if you want to achieve success in 2020. So that's what we've got in front of us right now. And where here we are. I've, I've Where'd it, it go? Somebody, somebody messed it up. Oh, what happened? Our work, yeah, our working notes were... Uh... Mm. They got hidden from me. Rutro under the browser issue. Got it. We're good. Excellent. Okay. So there's eight eight things that you need to sacrifice. And this is, well, you know, you mentioned, um, I think we were just chatting before and uh, before the podcast, we started recording. You mentioned Gary V. He talks a lot about sacrifice and um, I felt bad because we didn't talk about him in the last episode. And we try to bring him up on a regular basis. It's okay. (laughs) He won't be missed. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, he'll be missed he, uh, you mean he won't miss it <laughs> the, um, so the, but the idea is hang on so Gibbs you brought us this article uh, or at least you know you were the one that suggested we talk about it do you want to kind of start walking us through this or, or well, what, and, what and the reason I, I brought it up was because when you and I were talking uh, last week we were thinking of topics and um, I wanted to talk about you know of you know whether and it could be personal or business but what are your you know how do you set goals for the next year and i'm not talking mm-hmm. new year's resolutions but how do you set goals and how what do you do to make sure you 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 reach them yeah um because i have definitely uh, more so personal rather than business goals or career goals that i set every year um it you know and how I how I set them up, etc. But then um, one of my colleagues saw this article, and she tends to be like, I saw this um, meme 
that I don't know if I sent it to you, Dan, but it, the meme says, I'm not bossy, I'm aggressively helpful. And that, <laughs> that's her to a T. Like, yeah, yeah like that's her, her to a T. So she decided... She saw this article and she printed it for everyone and put it on their desks before we oh got boy. here this morning. Uh, yeah, again, not bossy, but aggressively that helpful. sounds both aggressive and helpful. <laughs> and so when I read it, I was like, oh, this could actually be part of our conversation today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it could. It could. Um, and I, I think that there is this. This is it. I mean. You were talking, Eli, last week you made a comment about all of us having 24 hours in a day, and it's true. It's true, and it's what you do with those 24 hours that makes the difference. You see these ultimate performers, these people that are just the the pinnacle of success, and it doesn't come, well, unless you're Kardashian, it, it actually takes some work to do, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, or, or you can just leak a sex tape, and then, boom, you're successful. But um, Please don't. <laughs> no, well, that's not my plan. Hey, I, like, your after, results after, may vary. <laughs> after some of the show topics these past few weeks, uh, I'm just saying. And, you know, along those lines, I this list I couldn't agree with these items more. I see some of them a little bit differently, um, but I think How? all these things on this. Okay, I'll get to the one in just a second. Um, okay. The. The list itself, if you want to be happy, this is a great list. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. like about your job or outside your job, your mm-hmm. life, wherever. This is a yeah. great thing to do. Stop complaining. Um, don't compare yourself to others. Set specific goals. Uh, don't burn any bridges. Don't underestimate your education or, your, or what you know. Uh, wasting your breaks. Like, wasting your breaks in this context is talking about your breaks at work. Mm-hmm. Like your breaks, like uh, I've got a 15 minute downtime or whatever. I also see that as wasting the breaks you get in life, mm-hmm. right? And thinking that another one's going to come right around. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of like where when I first saw this, I saw that list. I'm like wasting your breaks. I'm like, ah, I get it. Like you get uh, a job interview or you get uh, an opportunity that you don't know when those are coming again. So don't waste them. Yeah. yeah. Don't ever um, come back saying what if. Exactly. So, but in, in this regard, it's talking about be productive on your breaks, which mm-hmm. I agree with too. And then overeating after work. Uh, that's been a theme so far today, what we've been talking about, getting bigger. But that um, was such a weird one. Like, what in the hell is that? Overeating it, after work. Well, you because think it, it puts you in a bad spot the next day or it well, puts so you in a they, Well, and okay. here's the thing. I'm going to be bad and talk about Adam. Adam doesn't oh bring lunch. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't bring lunch. So, you know, and I don't know what he eats for breakfast, but he brings this little, like, food bar that he eats and maybe an apple and so I tend to have like snacks and stuff at my desk Mm -hmm. so he like takes all the icebreakers and the pistachios and the Chex Mix and the goldfish and that's what he he takes them from my desk and that's his lunch (laughs) you should start packing like celery sticks and yeah (laughs) so I just gave away what Christmas gift I gave him yeah so I actually for Christmas I got him I put in a in a gift bag all of those things (laughs) because I'm like he just takes them from my desk but you know what that's not healthy for you because then you go home and you like eat too much for dinner all right, Adam. So as you're listening back to this, um, we chose to keep this in the podcast. Uh, 
so that you can eat a healthier lunch. Um, so yeah, complaining about your job, that's obviously useless. And, and we're all very good at it. You know, that, that's one of those things that we all practice on a regular basis. (laughs) It's easy. And, and really, where does it get you? It gets you nowhere, just more pissed off, you know? No damn good. Comparing yourself to others, there's a guy I've uh, paid a bit of attention to, Jordan Peterson, and um, he has consistently said, um, don't compare yourself to somebody else today. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday, because that's really the only actual comparison that you can reasonably make. Your only competition is yourself. Yeah, that's it. So it's just, how'd you do yesterday? Can you do better than that? So how does it work when you don't like yourself? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, um, I'm sorry, Gibbs, what'd you say? So how do you do that when if you don't like yourself? Well, what a <clears throat> what a terrific comparison to make. <laughs> I, I, like, I, like I don't it. know. If you if you were if you were a shitty person yesterday, just try to be less of a shitty person today. Yes, yeah. Yeah. No, and, and and it can be it can be simple stuff. I mean, you know, if you're if you're athletic, it's like, well, what did you what did you run the forty in, or how much weight did you lift, or yeah. and you I know, get anything. that, but when you have low self esteem and self confidence, that that's hard. Yeah, but comparing yourself against an Instagram model is not going to help. I know. Like all you can do is say, "What can I do better from yesterday? What what small incremental thing can I do? Uh, can I can I, that try that uh, that I can try to be better at today? Like one of the things I'm still reading. I know we were talking about <laughs> it hot and heavy a little bit earlier. The book uh, Creating Mindful Leaders. Yes. And I'm just I'm I'm towards the tail end of it. Oh, I don't are know you? you I'm yeah. still I'm still on the forward. <laughs> You're still reading the dust cover. That's that's great. Um, <laughs> At least I read it. <laughs> but uh, but I'm just about through it, and it's it's a lot about kind of medit. Well, not even meditation in in you know a, a cross legged sitting on the floor sort of way, but just a, a way to practice not being distracted. And that I still suck at it. But every day I try to suck a little less at it. So it's one of those things that it's a skill that has to be practiced to get better. So if you got something you shitty at, you just pick pick a little piece of it that you can try to accomplish and just do it. And then the next day you do it, maybe you do it a little bit more. You do it two times or whatever. Uh, but that one I think is I think is terrific, and and it's the incremental changes that are really in the long run over the course of a year, or maybe even multiple years. Like where am I going to be five years from now? That's a question that I don't think enough people ask. Yep. You know, they just try to make it to dinner when they're trying to take checks mix off your desk. You know. So let so, me ask you all a question. So Eli, out of all of these eight things, what is your hardest one to overcome? My hardest one. Yeah. Let's go back to see this list. Oh, he already um, like moved on. No, yeah, I was sitting there at the bottom of the list. <laughs> he's watching YouTube, man. Um, he's learning how to tie flies on YouTube. <laughs> I think not spending specific enough goals. And what's interesting about this one is you have, like, in in a past uh, pod that you guys did, you talked about performance reviews, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the goals that we're talking about here need to be off that performance review chart. It can't okay. be that. It's got to be, uh, you know, your personal goal that's off that list, right? What do you mm-hmm. want to accomplish? Um, and it could be things that are, on, like that it can be loosely tied to what you would put on your performance review goals or goals for the year or whatever it may be. But that's got to be something that's more personal to you than, than it is professional to you uh-huh. because that's going to drive you. So I think 
Um, I don't look that far out, I guess. I look down more than I look out when it's coming to, you know, like Danison trying to make it to dinner, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there are days where I'm just, you know, you know, I get, I, I leave the office and I'm just trying to get home to dinner, right? I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, anything that happens after that is, 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 is bonus. So I guess I don't look forward enough career-wise and, and, and job-wise of what I want to do. I, another reason why is because I'm happy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not miserable. Like kind of Dan said earlier about, you know, or, or you mentioned like, what if you don't have any self esteem and don't hate you? I'm happy. I, I, yeah. I like what I do. I, I, I like, you know, I'm not. So your I'm not, danger I'm not, I'm, is. I'm not leaving something uh-huh. I hate. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to sell either way, right? I'm not mm-hmm. leaving something I hate when I leave home in the morning, and I'm not leaving something I hate when I come home in, in the evening. So, Which not many people can say. You know, I, I am blown away regularly at how fortunate uh, I am and, and the three of us. Here we are, the three of us, you know, just so happens that coincidence has kind of brought us together in some way. And we all at least appreciate the jobs that we have and we enjoy them enough to do this, mm-hmm. you know, and I cannot imagine doing something that I would that I'm miserable at. And I know so many people have that. Oh, like, I've that's, been there. That's the thing that they have to do. Yeah, I guess I, I was there too, actually, when I was managing retail. I didn't care for that job at all. But um, I mean, I learned a lot from it. But goddamn, I didn't. I didn't like it. That's for sure. So I'm I'm very uh, very fortunate to to do something that I am as excited about this. Um, you know that 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 in, that I want to do this on a regular. I want to meet on a weekly basis and talk about this shit because I just love it that much. Um, yeah, I don't know what my problem would be. Because uh, you're so great. Well, obviously, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the problem is I don't have enough problems. No, like, there's a lot of things in here comparing yourself so to Eli others. Eli and I named some for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's necessary. Uh, <laughs> no, I think I think comparing yourself to others, so I do, uh, I do kind of have a bit of a jealous streak running through me. I don't know if it's jealousy or envy. I, I don't know which one's more Or competitiveness. And those first two on that list, too, kind of... They they they're intertwined a little bit. Complaining about your job and comparing yourself to others. You think so? Yeah, because I mean, if you think you're doing a job better than somebody else, right? You're complaining mm. about it, and you're talking to somebody about it. You're complaining, yeah. right? You're doing both. And True the same enough, thing, yeah. like someone's someone's not pulling enough weight, or mm-hmm. um, yeah. whatever it may be. Comparing yourself to why well, did this and they did that. You're those two things are like they're like the red and white stripes on a candy cane. Yeah. Well, so this comparing yourself to others things and I and I have to remind myself on a regular basis when I see something somebody that has just ridiculous success I'm like, "Oh god, I wish like that's that's exactly what I want. Like I want to have that sort of thing. I want this podcast to be successful. You know, and I, I want people to enjoy it at least. That should be kind of a precursor to a success. But uh, I see somebody that's got, you know, tens of thousands of downloads and I'm like, "Oh, damn it." I <laughs> Why can't I have those? I've changed my my mindset when it comes to that, and I, I see that as like, yes, they made it. Yeah, right. no, you're like, right. I, you're I've right. Complete, I've completely flipped the script because I used to be the same way, especially with like the fly tying thing. Yeah, and I see it as like, yes, they made it. Like that's awesome that that opportunity is out there, and maybe I can do that too. Yeah, um, uh, but that and- took a lot of mental, um, you know. Putting the train, like, you know, training wheels changing on. Changing the paradigm. Yeah. Yeah. Changing the paradigm, you know, mentally, you know, 
fixing that muscle to think, yeah, that's I, I I'm not jealous. I'm yeah. I'm excited because that is achievable, right? Like yeah. you see somebody who takes uh, something they love to do, and all of a sudden that's what they're doing because uh, it's not jealousy. Like man, I wish that was me. Yeah, I do wish that was me. But you know what? It's cool. Is that the opportunity's out there? That's and right. It's yeah. Achievable. It's well, not. And, and it's not the a pipe thing dream. is. I don't want to. I don't want to confuse it with. Um, although sometimes I'm rather bitchy about it. Um, I don't want to confuse it with yeah. the idea that that person didn't deserve where they are because you know. I mean, just knowing what it takes to put this together, to to have a proper, like a properly a properly run, functioning, popular podcast. There's a lot of stars that have to align for mm-hmm. that, and th- they only align after a ton of freaking work's gone into it, like years worth of work. You know, there's there's always a, some sort of anecdote around uh, an overnight success, ten years in the making. You know, or, or even longer. So. I, I know it's just a grind, but I guess that's that's it for me. All right. I, I don't know if there's anything else in here that really speaks to me, although binge watching T. And again, this is a list of things that you have to sacrifice, uh, according to the powers that be, which are uh, Sean Finder. Um, and we'll have the notes for this. So this will be in the show notes at mosby.ca slash zero one six. Eight things you need to sacrifice if you want to achieve success. That in last one is definitely like isn't even on my radar. I actually just started watching a TV show for the first time in about five or six yeah. years. Well, it's because you're just playing video games, right? Yeah. What TV <laughs> no. show? The Mandalorian. It's amazing. Uh, I've heard a lot of good stuff about that. I got up yesterday. So, so the so the episode this the, the most recent chapter seven dropped. Spoiler alert! No, mm-hmm. I'm just saying when it when it dropped, it dropped. Oh, it dropped at three o'clock in the morning. Oof! Because uh, it goes it, it drops at midnight Pacific mm-hmm. time. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So I got I last two episodes. I've gotten up early wow. to watch it before my kids wow. get up. Now, what, this again, speaking of paradigm shifts, this is another thing back to appointment viewing because it, oh, yeah, like, that's done. Net, Netflix got everybody used to the idea of, well, okay, the new season's out. Let's sit for the next two days and finish all of this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then wrestling that away again. That's it's going back the other way. The pendulum's swinging, man, and that's a good thing. I think. Watch we out, bell have. bottoms are coming back. You know what? If, I don't You've think seen that come back case. what three, four times now, Gibbs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's on a thirty-year cycle. I still have uh, my pants from seventies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were shorter back then. Though. I knew they were coming back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is there anything else, Gibbs? I'll give you the last word on that article as you, uh, no, you brought it to us. No, I mean, the, I, I think for me, it's a lot of them. But, I mean, I set a lot of personal goals. So mm-hmm. I think the first two for me, it's it's just breaking that habit. You know, just really breaking that habit. Complaining um, about your job? Uh, yeah, and I love my job. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's always things. And I don't know if I compare. I, I mean, I'm not as good as Eli because I don't know if I'm jealous or envious. But, um, you know, I, I just have very high standards for myself. And so mm-hmm. and, and unfortunately, I put those high standards on others. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're different people. And that's that, why I left that company. Yeah. And that's <laughs> where I struggle. Um, yep. But for me, it's it's the binge watching. I mean, I was even thinking this coming year uh, because I get stuck on shows um, mm. like bad. And so, you know, I was like, like telling, 
No, I haven't even watched that. My husband has. Um, but so I was telling myself, See, like... Breaking Bad, I just finished Yeah, that. this year, this coming year, like, if I binge watch anything, I, I probably need to be, like, watching documentaries or something educational mm-hmm. other than, you know, crap. <laughs> so... Yeah, t- TV, uh, fortunate enough, that's not a huge problem for me because I'm... Yeah. Well, I'm perfect. So uh, let's move on to. But there's so many other things I can be doing. Yeah. You know, and so. That's the hard part. Smart. Yeah. So I'm just like I gotta get away from that because it's addicting. It's mm. bad. Oh, you know what I wanted to say about the the complaining about your job thing. You said um, I think one of us made a joke about being good at it or something like that. So that 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 book, creating mindful leaders mm-hmm. again, and it's uh, Joe Burton. I think is his name. I hope I got that Gus right. Burton. Gus. No. <laughs> Burton Guster? Burton Guster. Uh, no. Um, so, but but what he kind of, one of the big points that's in that book is he says, you know, we get good at the things that we practice or that we do regularly. So if we regularly check our phone and regularly mm-hmm. are distracted, then that's the thing that we're going to reinforce and just do more and more and not get better at it in the sense that we're getting more efficient at it. Like we just do more of that thing and it's really hard. And this is, this is where the whole like just daily few minutes of, and again, I don't know if I want to say meditation, but the act of trying to not be distracted and to think of a single thing or to think of nothing just to have like a clear mind that's really freaking hard to do i well, like I, yeah. I still can't do it i can't sit for a minute and think of nothing i cannot do it mm-hmm. but i need to practice to try to do it because it's to important get to the point well that's right to get to the point where i can not be distracted i need to just try well and that's like how gary v was saying today about how you need everyone needs at least a minimum of seven hours sleep and we are oh, sleep's important and not yeah. and be, and most people aren't doing that but yeah you know but we need that to sharpen our saw and yep. it's the same thing with that five ten, five minutes of just clearing your mind and meditating yeah. no it's true it's true uh, all right, let's let's move on, guys. Only a couple more things to do, and one of them yeah, is yeah, because I well, need to get my seven hours of sleep. That's right, you got to get your full seven in there, man. And it's getting late here on the uh, on the East Coast here in Ontario. <laughs> but uh, uh, all right, so the next thing, ladies and gentlemen, for you, I have prepared another poem. Uh, so here we are in Poetry Corner. This is called "Dial in Your Sights." And this is, you know, based on the kind of the theme of today's show, the 2020 thing, the end of a year, the start of another, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the show 2020. 2020. I'm like, what is he talking about? <laughs> yeah. Back, I don't even know who's host. The last, Barbara Walters, I think, was the last host that I know of that was on that show. Is that, is that show still on? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oof. Who hosts it? Barbara Walters. No, she doesn't. No way. <laughs> Stop it. Sean Stossel was awesome on that show. <laughs> Is he the guy that was always trying to catch predators? No, that's Chris Hansen. No. That's, that's Arnold <laughs> that's Schwarzenegger. NBC. That's NBC. That's oh, Arnold okay. Schwarzenegger. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, I'll right. be back. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, dial in your sights. As 2019 comes to a close and we sit here and chat as L&D pros, solemn reflection on what we got done, we finish this leg of the bigger long run. PowerPoint decks with boughs of holly, the things that we do to make training jolly. 
We could have done more in 2019, shed some more light on Job Aids Unseen. If you had to compare, what would you change? Well, we can start over by looking downrange. Audio that doesn't sound so stiff. E-learning that shows a bit of midriff. What an honor it is with this clean slate, trying again to make training first rate. That was kind of depressing. I'm not fucking done. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. For the year 2020, dial in your sights and assemble a couple career highlights. So the idea is, I was going to end it in an even worse note, but then I was was like, hey, try harder, you know? Yeah, and you only said a couple highlights. Well, I'm not asking for too much. It's incremental change. (laughs) You know what I mean? We only had a couple highlights in 2019. So a couple, there's a couple of fellows that I've 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 come to know from the uh, from the Joe Rogan podcast and uh, Jocko, who you've brought up before, Dan. Yes, and uh, who's an amazing, amazing dude. He and really then is. Cameron Haynes is another one. Yep. And uh, like they're, they, I don't know which one of them brought it up, but it's uh, nobody cares. Work harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I've seen it's that. It's so true. Yeah, yeah. I love it's it. So and, true. And, and, Speaking of freaking downers, I just I, I just actually started listening to my first Jocko. Did, did, did another did, did Al Pacino die? He was another guy who did a two thousands football movie. Oh, no, no. <laughs> but you know it could be. We're talking about radio again. Yes, Jamie Jamie Kennedy radio. Is that the guy from from the Jamie Kennedy experience. No. experiment is that. But you know Ed Harris, who was the coach in radio, has been in other a coach in other shows too he's just got that look to him does he yeah I like him he was like in uh what the heck's that show Abyss what Abyss the Abyss well that was a movie that wasn't a show movie show all the same yeah well this is a podcast like I'm going to the show I'm going to a oh, movie nobody show nobody says that see nobody under the age of 55 says that <laughs> So the, uh, the 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 last thing we're going to end yeah, on. Yeah, but I uh, still look note. younger than you, so there. I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, he also hey, has, a, has a facial hairstyle from 1824. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. He looks like a Civil um, War general. Yes, I know. <laughs> or Shel um, Silverstein. Wait a sec. The North or the South? I, I think this is important for, for the sake of the podcast. That was so a the, great miniseries, by the way. <laughs> Oh, oh. I'm start calling you Maz. <laughs> I have no let's, idea let's what that means, but okay. <laughs> um, okay, the, the last thing that we're going to talk about before we totally turn the lights off here in 20, uh, 2019 is, so what goals do you guys have for 2020? I mean, I, so, okay, maybe the poem was a bit of a downer, but I feel like that's that's part of this time of year, though, isn't it? Like that—that that is part of the year to look back and be like, "I didn't do well, shit." Either wow was great, <laughs> and two things can be true at once. There were some great moments, and and man, I really wasted some opportunities, and there was some real low-hanging fruit that got missed. So, 
what are the things as we look forward that we can try to do? We compared to ourselves yesterday. What are the things that look forward we can try to do to try to to to, to make 2020 a better year than 2019? Uh, and as this was your suggested topic and a reasonable one at that, uh, Cynthia Gibbs, what uh, what's on your list of 2020 goals? So uh, for me, it's more personal. Um, you know, there, there's always been specific goals career rise that I've always been. But, you know, now that I'm old, um, it's not always necessary about career. And I focus a lot more on personal goals. And so I don't know if you have on the bingo card, Eli, but Franklin Covey. <laughs> It's like something <laughs> it's I'm like a field on. Notes, not Franklin yeah. Covey. <laughs> and so uh, when I used to uh, train Franklin Covey classes and their time management class with the transparency sheets, um, <laughs> uh, you know, they usually talked about when it t- comes to taking care of yourself personally, you got to think of physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual things that you need to do to always sharpen your saw. Yeah. So. Excuse me. For years, that's what I've done is I've set goals for myself in those four areas and then using the business model of which four areas, physical, mental, emotional and spiritual. Did you read the show notes? Um, Uh, Over there. I'm blown um, away. In fact, I copied and pasted that line twice. And then um, and then I go from a business sense. I make the goals smart. Um, so when I set my goals, they're very specific, they're measurable, they're very attainable. I make sure they're uh, uh, um, realistic. Relatable? No, re- realistic. realistic, honestly. And then I, I make sure they're uh, time set, which is always a year for most of the things, or they, uh, and they're, they're trackable. Mm. So, oh, you, okay. you know, and so I find when I do that... Um, it's so much easier for me to reach up. I like the idea of, I always thought of T in the SMART acronym as timely or, or time sensitive or time set or something like that. I like trackable better though. I like that. Mm-hmm. Well, and measurable too can be it, but you know, and so I tend to be, you know, and it could be whatever you want. I mean, it's, you know, that's why I love about the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. It, it's whatever spiritual is to you, whatever emotional mm-hmm. is to you, mental, physical. Um, I tend mm-hmm. to have more physical goals than anything else. But when it comes to like mental and emotional, I think of such as like dances, meditating. Well, for me, it's me uh, reading books because I love to read and reading a certain number of certain genres a, a year. Um, emotional is more of, you know, things I want to do with my family or, you know, playing my piano more a certain number of hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but the physical is, you know, is also there. And so like for the last three years, my goal is to be to participate in 12 5Ks. Um, you know, last year I did, well, this year I did a sprint try. And so this coming year, I've set goals from that to certain dates, etc. Um, and the other one for me, physical, and this is crazy. And I always, people laugh at me on Facebook because I say my dog wrote the goal. My dog has a goal, uh, but she has a goal of the 300 mile challenge. So her oh, yeah. her goal for 2019 is to walk 300 miles with her person. Did she hit her goal? We are 14 miles away. Ooh, and, you didn't do it. Um, and, you can, yeah, you're close to yeah. that finish line. And so what we've done, so what I figured out was 300 miles is 25 miles per month. 
And so that's how I track it. And that's how I measure it is every, so, you know, it's that whole adage of how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? So I didn't focus on the 300. I focused on 25 miles a month, 25 miles a month. And if I didn't hit those 25 miles a month, how did I spread it out? So I'd be like 30 miles this month to make up, you know, kind of thing. And now we're, and we were behind, I'll be honest with you. We were behind in August. Uh, we were behind by like 25 miles because it, it gets so dang hot here. Oh, it's gross. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, so we've been doing doubles, but we're but it's so fun because doing two a days. Yeah. We've been doing four miles a day. Yeah. And so the cool thing is I kind of made it this stupid thing on Facebook and like people I get more likes about where you guys at with your 300 mile challenge and that the fact that my dog set the goal than anything else, even more than band pictures. That's <laughs> well, very Forrest Gump-esque almost. Yeah, and, and so now, it's kind of cool. So I've, I don't want to be a stickler here, Gibbs, but you wrote this note that said personal L&D goal. Well, because I was trying to make it L&D because you would have yelled at me. Well, no, I appreciate you trying in the show notes. <laughs> How about you try now? <laughs> what is something in your L&D world that you'd like to try Again, for next just year? just like the last episode, what is my wish list is for these two projects to be awesome. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't sound a goal that's, that's attainable that's my goal. or that's, measurable. Or... That's my goal is just getting right. those two projects done. Right. I mean, and, you know, like, you know, not that I... I know I'm just in a different place in life, you know, where I don't have like back in, you know, when I was your age, Dan, mm. you know, I had that goal of I want to, I want to move up into this position or I want to move into that area kind of thing. Um, and they don't have to be that. Yeah, I mean, but, it could be to learn PowerPoint better. It could be yeah, to learn. And, uh, yeah. And I mean, and honestly, I, I, um, you know, I'm just like, I'm kind of like Eli. I love my job. I'm, I'm learning things that I haven't learned before. Mm. Um, but I don't, I don't, you know, I don't really have like a hard driven goal of those kinds of things. Okay. And part of it's we wow. move so fast. I don't, that... yeah. All right. We'll, we'll have to talk about this off air. Um, <laughs> Mr. Barant, do you have any thoughts there? Things that you want to do uh, L&D wise? Or, I mean, if you want to walk your dog too, that's cool. Uh, L&D wise, it's, it's all about, uh, you know, learning my new, the new the program, the Articulate programs and what it can do. Um, and that's going to spark the creativity because it can do so many more things than the platform Captivate. Um, being just pigeonholed into Captivate previously, which is a great tool if you're a if that's all you do. Um, but you know, that that's my number one goal is to, to use, to learn the tools that I have to make better, uh, to make better have products. You, have you heard of, and that's a sensible goal. Have you heard of the e-learning hero challenges, the weekly challenges? Yeah, there's some cool stuff. I get the emails on that and I've been following that yeah. along. It's pretty, it's a, it's a pretty good way to do it. And that's, that's kind of how I started the first one. First project I used was I just said, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to look at, so I'm just going to, I'm just going to jump and build my wings on the way down and, uh, and, and try to f try to figure it out. Cause if I, until you take that first step, until you do those first things, you're going to ham and haw and say, well, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. And then, well, yeah. you know what? Just do it. 
you almost need to have like a, a practice project, but, uh, or at least, you know what, no matter what, you always have that first project. And that's just it. Like, even if I try something for the first time, it's probably not going to be great, but you got to get that first one out of the way, no matter what. Uh, and you just kind of keep making them better after that. But, um, I've, I've been, in, although I don't use articulate, uh, we have a developer and she uses it on the regular. Um, but she's implemented a lot of stuff that I've designed. I have taken design ideas from the e-learning challenge um, submissions and I've implemented those just the concepts to great success and other things that I've done so you get a lot of great ideas through that too another thing too like like, and then the physical thing I've got to get myself in better shape I've got three mm. little boys and yeah. uh, I got to keep up mm-hmm. and That's then it, uh, another thing another thing is uh, you know even with that talked about the taking that first step you got to be brave enough to suck at something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's true. Well, it's and you true. know, one of my goals, and it has been for like five years, is to be able to do a pull-up. <laughs> Have you hit that goal? No, and so I am determined. You have sketched out smartly. Yeah. That's I right. am determined to make that happen in 2020. I just want to do one. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you the best. Um, and you, Dan. Speaking of being brave enough to suck at something, I, I think I'd actually like to try an open mic night uh, to have Poetry? like a five minute. <laughs> no, because I already suck at you're, that. You're beatnik. <laughs> no, like uh, an open uh, an open mic comedy thing. I'd like to try to because uh, I can I can craft a couple things. Like this is all stuff on the fly, so it's not meant to be funny. If you've laughed, it was unintended. But I <laughs> that's um, not true. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think I would like to try that just as far as. Uh, moving my storytelling ability forward, moving my public speaking forward. And, you know, it's it's funny. I have opportunities all the time to do public speaking, but there's still things that I feel lazy at where it's just like, I know I suck at that particular thing and I don't care, but I'd like to get better at those too. So that's uh, that's going to be a big one for me um, if I go down that route. And I, I think I, I, really, I really would like to. And a couple other things I'd like to get a little bit more involved in conferences locally here. You know what I've learned <laughs> since coming from the states. Well, you got to come up with a with a sweet name like Swizzle for something locally. Swizzle, yeah, <laughs> that's it, man. Just start a conference, Swizzle Conference 2020. But uh, yeah, I, I would like to try to uh, find my way into a couple more conferences as well. Uh, as far as skill sets to develop, I think my design stuff. I'd like to. I'd like to. No, no, my design stuff's not the issue. Although it's not great, it, it's good <laughs> don't enough. Don't hurt yourself. Just hear me don't, out. don't hurt yourself. Pat yourself it's, on the back. It, well, it's not something that needs that needs uh, immediate attention. I think my project management does, though. So that's uh, that's oh, one yeah. of those things. I agree. Where as, yeah, <laughs> thank you for that support. <laughs> uh, Do you actually, work think, better when you closer you get to the finish line as well? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, it's true. So I got to map stuff out and chunk it out and that sort of stuff. But I need to get better at it, you know, because it's not something that I've got formal training in or experience in. So I'm kind of stumbling along as it is. But I gotta, I gotta find that formality to uh, to give myself a framework to suck better within, and then uh, and then try to level up from there. But that's uh, that's it for me. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, I hope whatever you have in front of you for 2020 is is achievable and and measurable and all those things. And you know, we're gonna. 
to be here to, to walk through it over the next uh, the next 52 weeks, I hope. And uh, if you want to use this as a kind of a foundation, you can find these notes at mosby.ca slash 016. You can always email us at mosbylearning at gmail.com. And Adam checks that at his leisure. So please, no emergency emails there. Although there's never supposed to be a training emergency, is there? All right, uh, social media, ladies and gentlemen, where will we find each other on the interwebs? Gibbs, where can people reach you? LinkedIn. LinkedIn. This is always the most brief of <laughs> updates from you. Yeah, Cynthia, G-I-B-B-S, you can find her there. Eli, where do you want people to find you? Uh, Great Lakes Fly on Instagram uh, for that medium, and then uh, LinkedIn. And LinkedIn also. Very good. And that's spelled G-I-B-B-S. All right. Uh, you can find... Wait, wait. No, I'm wait, not Gibbs. No, <laughs> See, I am good at jokes. All right. Music. Uh, it's, it's, nice, it's nice to no, know I'm on your mind. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, music from this. Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com. He always does good music right now. You're listening to The Show Must Be Go. But you've heard Retro Future Dirty. You've heard Winner Winner. You've heard Spyglass. You've heard all sorts of stuff. So he's got a lot of good songs out there. So check that out. Uh, you can find me and other Mosby things uh, at Twitter, at Mosby Learning. There you go. Uh, and then if you want me on Twitter, that's Dan Talks L N D, and the N is like Nancy. Uh, you're also going to find me on LinkedIn, and I probably share more stuff on LinkedIn. Man, I'll tell you what. I mean, I was all gung ho. I'm like, I'm going to get on the social medias. And uh, I'm not saying I regret it, but uh, maybe that should be on my goals for 2020 to try to get better at that. So anyways, uh, Instagram, Dan Talks Training, and on LinkedIn, it's just Dan Hurt, H-I-R-T. You can find me there. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to find you next year. Have a good rest of your 2020. Um, and then and then 2021 after that, I don't know what, but enjoy everything that's in front of you, every minute of it. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Out. See, now you're, now you're just doing to make fun of me, I think. <laughs> Mosby, out. <laughs>